listening to Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city officials and partners discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that make it a livable, sustainable, and innovative community. In this Birthplace of Next special edition, we're featuring Dayton Mayor Jeffrey Mims, who will be talking with Christine Corba, Executive Director of the Dayton Area League of Women Voters, about Ohio Issue 1, which is on the special election ballot this August 8th. For those who are not sure, this is uh, Jeff Mims, Mayor of the Great City of Dayton, Ohio. I am really tickled to be here. And, uh, and my guests, uh, introduce yourself and uh, share uh, what you're doing uh, with the League of Women Voters and why it's important for the city of Dayton, state of Ohio, and for the nation to have such a viable organization that does what it does. Well, thank you. I'm delighted <clears throat> to be here with you, too. I'm Christy okay. Corba, mm -hmm. and I am the executive director of the League of Women Voters. That is my privilege, definitely. Okay. Um, we have, oh gosh, the past couple of months, we've been gaining members. We have about 360 active members in the uh, Montgomery County and Greene County areas. And uh, the League of Women Voters mission is to encourage informed and active participation in government. And we do that by providing all kinds of, of information to folks, including the Voter's Guide, which comes out every October, much anticipated. Right. Uh, we provide uh, candidate forums. We do candidate interviews with DATV and MBCC. Um, and we also provide programs of, of interest to voters. So for example, uh, last month we hosted uh, Governor Bob Taft and Michael Curtin uh, for a discussion about issue one and what the okay. ramifications of it should it pass. Okay. You know, that's interesting because that's uh, uh, one of the primary topics that I want to talk with you about today. Um, the other aspect of it is to talk a little bit further about some of the kind of services you provide. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some of the educational components that you work with? Uh, I do want to talk about the aspect of your support over the last decade plus uh, with the teen voting project mm -hmm. that uh, I've been able to lead in conjunction with the Montgomery County Black elected officials. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that experience, if you will, for a bit. Well, you know, I've been with the league for about two years now. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that, um, you know, as far as getting young people involved in voting, that's incredibly important and we applaud your efforts in that um, it's just so important for uh, teenagers who are approaching the age of 18 um, to get registered to vote and we can help with that process if, okay. if they um, if they need help if they they um, need a voter registration card we can help with that and um, what we have done traditionally over the years with you is to provide you with voters guides Correct. so that brand new voters can take a look at who is on the ballot um, every year we ask everyone who is a, in a contested race to answer a series of questions so that um, people who are reading the Voter's Guide have a better idea of where they stand on issues that are important to them. And um, as I said, we, we invite everyone to participate and we aim for 100% participation. Yep. And that's gotten to be more and more important over the last um, probably like five to six years because the state, or maybe even longer, the state stopped requiring civics yeah. as far as education is concerned and teaching is in schools. The other aspect of that is government is not taught um, beyond, I think, junior year. And so we have uh, an increasing number of young people who are coming out of school, transitioning to adulthood, who do not have a, a solid foundation, if you will, 
Well, we were just having a conversation with someone yesterday about that and the um, emphasis that's being put on STEM learning, Mm -hmm. which is great. You know, we need STEM learning, but on the other hand, we need civics. We need government. We need to learn how to to read and analyze and figure out what it means when you're looking at a particular issue. And and that's one of the questions that we get very frequently at the league, We've especially about issue one in the past few weeks, okay. is just what does this mean? What What is going to happen? Why should I vote? Why should I vote no? What happens if I vote yes? Um, and those are the kinds of things mm-hmm. that we support and applaud you for. Well, I'm, I'm glad you jumped into that. Okay, so uh, let's talk about issue one. Okay. So the, the aspect of um, passing a, um, a resolution on our behalf, informal resolution to um, sort of help get the word out that in Dayton, the issue in terms of how we can increase the participation in the uh, political process, uh, in the participation in terms of how we can expand that process and help more and more citizens understand that those communities that vote the most get the most. Mm-hmm. Now I, I arrived at that that slogan uh, pretty much in terms of talking to young people because they tend to understand it real clear. It's real mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. It says uh, when you look around at communities across the nation, across the state, you see that those communities that are thriving, they have higher quality of life, um, a higher level of employment, they have good health care, good recreation, good schools, all those things are, uh, what do you say, byproducts, if you will, of a very prolific, uh, uh, very, uh, I'm to say, prolific, mm-hmm. uh, but a, a generated issue centered around, if you will, why you should be involved in the political process, because clearly there are benefits from that. Absolutely, and and the league uh, is taking a lot of steps right now, actually, to, we're doing some research right now to figure out why it is exactly um, why people are not voting and how to get them engaged and to help them to mm-hmm. understand that their vote makes a difference. So, you know, if you're having trouble with your, with your um, you know, getting your streets uh, swept, if you're having trouble right. with your garbage, if you're having trouble with whatever, um, that there's an elected official that's behind that. So you need to learn um, who is helping with that process. And when you go to the polls, you have an active opportunity to make changes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. So we just have a few moments left. So I oh, want to okay. jump back in, so make sure we finish up real clearly. Mm-hmm. Vote no on issue one. Vote no on issue one. And the League of Women Voters very rarely takes a position on an issue. Very, very rarely. And we decided that we needed to take a position on this because it, one, dilutes our votes. It, two, it makes it virtually impossible for citizen-led initiatives to get on the ballot. Ohio is one of only 18 states in the country that allows citizen-led initiatives uh, to make amendments to our our state constitution. Mm -hmm. This has been in place for over 111 years now. Um, We have had a simple majority vote to pass amendments for that period of time, and now all of a sudden um, we need a supermajority. Well, why is that? So it's going to make it more difficult to um, to get something passed just with that 60% threshold. On top of that, in terms of getting an initiative anywhere on the ballot, um, currently you need to have signatures of 5% of those who voted in the last gubernatorial election uh, to get 
a ballot initiative there. Um, right now, that means about 440,000 votes, or vote 440,000 signatures. What issue one would do is to double that amount and mm -hmm. require signatures from each All of the 88, 88 counties. counties in Ohio. Ohio is the only um, state that requires signatures in this fashion. Um, so we already have stringent uh, guidelines in terms of getting an initiative there, but this would make it virtually impossible because essentially if one small county, we don't get enough signatures from that county, the entire initiative is gone. On top of that, it takes away the cure period. So right now you have 10 days when you turn in your information to the Secretary of State. If you don't have a few folks, and this happens inevitably, right. that you end up with some people that aren't registered to vote. They told you they were, they're not. And so this gives you time to make up for that lack. Um, essentially, it's just, it's unfair, it's unnecessary, and um, it, as I said, it takes away your ability to have a voice in Ohio. Um, and that's why we're encouraging everyone to vote now. Yep. Well, you guys, again, are so, so important to this community and, again, to the state of Ohio. You know, I've been on several sides of the issue, been a candidate, been interviewed uh, in, in terms of your team. I've been working together with you, as I mentioned before, and getting more and more young people involved in the political process. This is so important, so important. Uh, with the, just a couple of minutes that we have left, just, again, emphasize just how important it is that we do not allow a small percentage of individuals who are currently right now uh, led by the um, Secretary of State who are trying to minimize your voice. I don't know, I don't have the words to explain that. Okay. Um, it, it is incredibly important and you know, it, it's going to cost it's a lot of painful. money. Yeah. It's gonna cost a lot of money. That's $20 million from taxpayers, it's from the taxpayers to hold an election that is going to be generally going to be low turnout um, if you're making an amendment, then there should be more uh, more voices right. to make that change. Um, the August election wasn't even supposed to happen. Uh, Senate bill or House Bill 458, which was passed back in January, essentially eliminated all of those unless there was a local fiscal emergency. And but yet here we are. Yep. Um, and I, I would encourage anyone who is listening um, to vote. Um, you know, this is this issue is not wrapped up in any other issues, which is what's being portrayed. This, right. The League of Women Voters has not taken a position on the um, Ohio Choice Initiative. Um, this is bigger than any one issue. This is going to affect Ohioans for decades to come. Okay, and we'll let it end there. Thank and you again, so much. Thank you for being here, and again, I thank my listeners and thank those who are watching uh, this podcast. And we appreciate it. And look for us tomorrow as we vote on uh, the issue, this resolution, as far as issue one is concerned. And we appreciate that. Thank oh, you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. Have a great day. You too. All right. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communications and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the latest news about what's happening in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, please email cityhall at daytonohio.gov.